Everett's greatest hits, sports, and more. KRKO Everett. It is a Monday night in Snohomish County. It's time for Prep Sports Weekly here on KRKO, Everett's Greatest Hits, Sports and More. Tom Lafferty along with Steve Willits on the other side of the glass. You've got some guests with you tonight. We do. It's a busy night tonight. It is. We're, uh, we're wrapping up our winter sports season, and we brought some champions in with us tonight. Champions and groups that have, have won things in the last couple of weeks. Unlike you and I, we just kind of hang out and watch <laughs> people win, and we've got winners here. More than one people have called us losers, right? Uh, <laughs> I hope not, but well, yeah, probably right. That's true. Today's show brought to you by Smoky Point Concrete, the Buzz In Steakhouse, Community Transit, the Law Office of Russell and Hill, Mike Dixon, Farmers Insurance, Screen Printing Northwest, and by Move Fitness. And who do we have on the show uh, this I knew evening? you were going to ask it. I'm, I'm flipping through my phone as we speak because I've been making these uh, these phone calls and texting all day long here. First of all, we're going to hear from the Cascade Bruins cheer squad in just a moment here. We've got the coach, Trish Roberts, who we've had her in here before, yes, we have. and three of the members of the cheer squad. By the way, these three members, they're with us tonight because I guess it was about five or six weeks ago. They went down to Las Vegas and won a national championship in their cheer category. So they're winners. So they, oh yeah, well, national champs. You don't yeah. get much bigger than that, right? <laughs> That's right? So we're going to hear from them in just a moment here and have a little fun and talk Cascade Bruins cheer. Uh, we're then going to talk to the Stanwood girls basketball team, as you can attest to, because I think you were the PA announcer on their final game the other day at the Tacoma I was, Dome. I was. Uh, Stanwood girls go down to Tacoma and bring home a fourth place trophy at the state tournament. In fact, uh, out of all boys and girls basketball teams that we had participating in basketball this year, they had the highest uh, finish. Winners. Fourth place. So, yep, some more winners there. And then two guys who uh, I think that they're winners also, but they didn't participate either. <laughs> Third segment of the show, we're going to talk to a couple of guys from the Everett Herald. Uh, Zach Harris, who we've had on before, and Evan, and I'll, I'll apologize to him later if I'm missing mispronouncing uh, his name here. I haven't met him yet. Uh, Weederspoon, right. who just started working for them I think in the last couple of months there. So he's doing sports coverage as well. Talk to Zach and Evan about everything they've been covering lately. They've been covering state championships for basketball, for wrestling, for swimming, uh, everything else that's under the sun. And then they've got spring uh, previews coming up. So we'll sure. find out what's going on from them and just kind of talk about what they've been up to for over the last couple of weeks and maybe what's to come in the Herald. Today's show brought to you by Lake Stevens Ace Hardware Store, Glass by Lund, the Snohomish County PUD, Dave & Buster's, Everett Engineering by Marysville Toyota and by Most Steer Clear from the Washington State Traffic Safety Commission. Let's go. Let's, Let's go it. ahead and go. We're going to talk to the Cascade Bruins cheer squad right now. Rather than me try to introduce all of them. Let's have them introduce themselves. So I'm going to have you get really close in on the mic here. We'll start here. We'll go left to right. Give us your name and what year you are in school. First and last names. I'm Lily McCoy. I'm a junior this year. I, well, let's, we'll try let's that, do that again. Somebody over here, I'll, I'll raise my hand really high up in the air. Somebody didn't push the buttons, so they weren't talking under the... Go ahead and introduce yourself again there. I'm Vivi McCoy. I'm a junior. I'm Max London. I'm a junior. Um, I'm Erica DePue, and I'm a senior. And then I'm Trish Roberts, and I'm the head coach. The, the head coach of the national champions. And, and Trish, we I was trying to think about this earlier, and I didn't look it up, so you can tell me. 
We had you in, was it about four years ago now? Five years ago. 2018. Was it 2018 already? Mm-hmm. Time kind of flies. It does. You, you won a state championship at that time. We did. And, and now you're national champs. It gets better, bigger and better all the time here. It does. It's pretty awesome. Tell us a little bit about uh, what it means to cheer at Cascade and and what you've done to, to build up this program. Because obviously, like, you, like I said, I mean, national champs, state champs, not everybody can claim one of those, let alone both. What is it about Cascade that produces such great cheer squad members? It's been really interesting to watch it grow over the last few years. Um, And honestly, the year that I walked in as head coach, I was handed a a championship team. Um, They had finished second in state that year before. So come in and they took the state championship home. Um, And then we have qualified for state every year after that. And we've placed um, second the next year. during the COVID years, there was some ups and downs as far as competitions went just statewide. Um, and to come back with this squad who was just hungry coming out of some of that COVID stuff and some of the growing things that we had to go through. Um, and they took a third in state this year and then were able to pull out the national championship. Um, and part of it is this kid's their dedication. Um, and I think we end up with just a really fun team and a really fun group. And so people that find us are like, oh, not only do you work hard, but you're fun to hang around. Um, and I think those two things going hand in hand, having a place where cheer is all year. Like we don't stop. We literally take a couple weeks off, but we are going from spring to spring. Um, and to spend that much time with a group of people, it needs to be people that get along, that um, all want to work hard, have that common goal in, in mind, and um, are good kids. That's what we end up with. Well, and we see this in other sports, too. Uh, obviously, when a program or a school in a community does well year after year, you start to see, you know, from whether it's elementary school or middle school, they, they recognize that. And they know, hey, I'm going to a school where they're really strong at this sport or they're really strong at that activity. Is that kind of how it is at Cascade? I mean, when you're in middle school or in elementary school and, and you see that they're winning state championships, does that make you think even when you're 13, 14 years old, Hey, when I get up to Cascade, I might want to do something like this. And Vivi, I'll start with you. Absolutely. I actually grew up dancing, and my older brother went to Cascade, so watching the cheer team do all the cool things, I was super interested in joining. So, Max, what's your story? I mean, it's kind of the same same storyline, or? Um, not really, actually. Uh, through middle school and um, the, my first part of high school, I played football, um, and then due to a knee injury, I uh, went out on a limb and I figured I would try cheer. Um, Coach Trish is the uh, one of the counselors at Cascade and she was talking to me about it and I said, yeah, sure, I'm interested. And then my first day going in to try everything, I just, I fell in love with it. Well, um, from, from a football standpoint, I mean, obviously I think there are some schools where maybe they would kind of look down upon that, right? Well, you don't want to be a, a male cheerleader. That's that's for the girls to do. It's kind of the old old school train of thought, which is ridiculous. But is that something you don't have to overcome at Cascade? Obviously, when you've got a, a cheer program that's as large as this one is with, uh, you know, all genders, I, I mean, is it easier to kind of just move from one sport to the other and transition into that role easier than maybe it would be at other places? Um, the transition was actually pretty smooth. Um a, a lot of people didn't like question it or say anything about it. Um, it was it was kind of odd um, because as uh, this next football season comes up, people have been asking me whether I'm going to be uh, 
joining football or cheer um, now that my injury has gotten a lot better. And uh, they, they're a little surprised when I say that I'm going to be sticking with cheer, but they, they understand. And uh, yeah, they're, they're just happy that I'm, I'm happy. So, so Trish, does, does Coach She kind of give you a dirty look sometimes in the hallway now, like, hey, you're taking my football players? We have a really good relationship, actually. So uh, Coach C and I get along well. Um, and we do share one player that will be, he's strictly football when it's football time. Ah, okay. Um, and so, but he, it was really cool because then after football season, um, Will came back and joined us and was able to be there for all the state stuff, was, you know, able to come home a national champion. And so we do have a football player that splits his time, but he is working hard. So Erica, you're four four-year cheer member? Uh, just three. I started my sophomore year. Okay. So what's it been like for you? Because obviously your sophomore year would have been kind of the COVID year, right? So a little bit of craziness and not able to, I would imagine not any competitions or were there minimal? Uh, there were competitions, but we like set out our mats in the main gymnasium and then just recorded, um, recorded our routines and then turned those in and you just kind of waited to hear back what our results were. So that's uh, very different compared to what I have now. Um, so having that my first year, my sophomore year, and then going uh, to New York for nationals or New Jersey my junior year, just seeing that difference, it was crazy. And I think going, having an in-person competition really just made my love for cheer grow. Yeah, it just makes you appreciate it that much more too, yeah, I would definitely. imagine. So Trish, how big is this team? How, ma- how many members are there? How many, wa- how many too travel? Many. <laughs> <laughs> too many. Um, I... Uh, I just have a heart. I can't say no to kids. If kids want a place to be involved, I want to give them a place. Um, There is only one paid coach position for cheer in the Everett School District for each high school. Um, And I consistently take teams over 30. I just can't help it. So this year we had 32 on our team. We had 30 travel. We had some, um, actually, we've got a girl who's super into roller derby. And so she had that going on. She couldn't come with us. Um, And so every year there's something kind of happens with somebody. But uh, we took 30 kids, six coaches, uh, chaperoned. Um, and then this next upcoming year, we've already done tryouts, and we've got 35 on the team. Wow. <laughs> and you, you couldn't incorporate the roller derby into any of your routines or anything like that? No, I wish. <laughs> I wish. I'm going to put you over the top there even more. But. So how many how many are actually performing when you're at the competition in Las Vegas? I mean, do they have limits? Oh, you have all 30. Okay. all 30 on the mat. And it is awesome. When they come out, they are just a force. Um, some of it, you would say that it would be an advantage just to have this huge team out there and there's just all this energy and all this excitement. But the reality is having to choreograph 30 people to do things exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the things that are, are rubrics that were judged on is, are they placing their arms in the exact same spot? Well, getting 15 kids to do that is way easier sometimes than 30. Um, but they, uh, they, they, they do all the drills and they do all the work and they spend all the hours to put in the time and then uh, they get the success out of it. So, Vivi, is everybody doing the exact – I mean, I've know I've, I've watched some of those cheer competitions where one person's – I don't know, I'm going to really screw up the no, – a tosser and another person's <laughs> catching people and one person's tumbling. And d- Does everybody have their own distinct roles or how does that work? Everybody does what they're supposed to. A lot of people do the same things at the same time, so it's coordinated. Well, there's other things happening at the same time also. So we have, like, sign work and palms and stunting and flags and megaphones. And a lot of it goes into making sure that everybody that does the same thing is in sync and that it looks cohesive while everybody is doing different things. So what is your role on the uh, the team during the performance? Um, this year I did a lot of flags and palms um, up at the front. 
Is it hard? Not, are you kind of watching out of the corner of your eye what other people are doing, or are you trying to kind of or, to try to stay in sync with everybody, or is it more appropriate to just block everything out and just kind of do your own thing and hope that it's all synchronized when you go back and watch it later on? Um, I definitely look a little out of the corner of my eye to make sure that I'm in line with everybody because our placement on the mat as far as being in the same exact row as people is really important as far as score sheets go. And so I definitely look a couple times out the corner of my eye to make sure that I'm in line with everybody that's near me. I can imagine. I, I didn't even think to ask too. So Max, how many guys out of the 30 do we have? Um, last year we had, uh, five, six travel. We had, uh, six guys travel with us. And then this year we have got, uh, six more guys on who made the team. Okay. So what, now what is your role in all of this? You're, you're a big, I should mention you're, you're a, you're a big guy here. So I'm guessing you're probably holding somebody up at some point. Um, they're not catching you, right? <laughs> oh, no, no. Um, so, uh, coach Trish ever so politely said, I'm not the greatest dancer, so I do a lot more stunting than dancing. Um, so it, it's a lot of, I'm in the back with flags um, and megaphones a lot while the girls are up front dancing. Um, most of the guys actually are back there. We had two guys last year who just loved really getting into the formations and dancing. Uh, so Coach Trish worked them in a little bit more to the whole dancing aspect. But um, personally, I did flags and stunting, and it was uh, really fun, but it was a lot of practice to make sure that those stunts went up well, um, well enough to get become national champions. Explain what stunting is. Is that holding people up and <laughs> building pyramids and all that kind of stuff? Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> well, well put. I like that. So, so, Erica, for you um, – and I just was kind of thinking about this as, you know, Max is mentioning how Coach Trish, you know, puts everybody kind of in the right spot or helps them to get where they need to be. How much of the choreograph, and I'll ask Coach this in a second too, but how much is it Coach and how much do the students have input? And do you kind of go to her with ideas sometimes like, hey, we haven't been doing this. I'd, I'd like to see us maybe incorporate some of this into our next routine. Do you guys ever do that? Um, occasionally we will. Sometimes uh, we'll kind of be stuck on – finding a smooth transition and so occasionally one girl will go to coach and be like hey I thought of this idea I don't know if you feel up to it but we could try it out and so usually it's most of our coaches who make our uh, competition routines um, however usually the past captains will make dances for our team to use the next year and so and that's pretty unique to see because uh, it's just not the same eye as a coach and so sometimes there's a lot more like sass involved in those dances which which we all love, but yeah. Coach, you don't put as much sass into your dances? Oh, she does. Oh, she <laughs> does. <laughs> I do love me some sass. Um, Got to have that. Of course. Um, it's, it's interesting putting together competition routines, and we've gone the route of hiring choreographers and having them come in and do it. Um, game day is the routine that we're currently like loving doing, um, and it has just a different element than the traditional routines, um, which you might see on more of the... When you're watching ESPN and you see a competition for cheer, um, that's the one that you mostly see is that traditional routine. Um, and we've been really loving the game day stuff. Um, there's some different aspects that make it a little harder, but then there's also aspects where you think, oh, it's easier. Um, and I think it's in those subtle things where we know that it's difficult, um, that we kind of thrive and, and like that challenge. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of a stickler for when they're thinking of things, they're looking at their little area 
where we're standing back and looking at 30 people moving and then trying to figure out how to make that move, um, like Vivi was explaining, just the cohesiveness of you've got guys and how do you incorporate them, especially those that don't want to dance. And I will never make anybody do something that they're not comfortable with. And so we like to be able to incorporate everybody and let them shine and um, be in the areas where they're going to have success, but then finding those places and finding the things that they're going to be able to do can sometimes be a challenge, but it's also kind of fun. I should ask too, uh, where, now where were the national championships down in Las Vegas? I mean, this wasn't at like Caesar's Palace or anything, right? I mean, were you at a convention center or? <laughs> so the Orleans Resort oh, actually okay. has it's a pretty huge nice. arena. Um, and so that's the arena that we are competing in. And I don't know if there's anything that can prepare a new person for going down and seeing that. Thousands of people, the lights, the stage, the production. Um, and for these kids to come out and just, it was absolutely flawless. There was zero deductions. Um, they did such a good job. It was just phenomenal to watch them take ownership over such a big venue. Not many people get the chance to play to something like that and compete somewhere like that. So it was pretty cool. Vivi, was there an, like an aha moment when you walked out there and all of a sudden you're on and all of a sudden you start looking around and there's a lot more people than maybe say at a Cascade Everett basketball game? It's insane. It's actually really cool to look up and go, whoa, there's so many people in here right now seeing us do something we've worked so hard to put out in front of people. Do you do you know when you have a national championship performance, do you know that you, you hit it? I mean, maybe maybe it's easier for coach because you're looking at all 30, but Max, like in that moment when, when everything ends and it concludes, did you know, hey, hey, we were really good just now. We might have a shot here. Um. So whenever we perform, I... I honestly don't really, uh, like, see a lot what's going on around me because um, when we're doing the flying and the stunting and everything else, uh, we have to watch, like, the people that we're stunting with. And so I really don't see what's going around us all that much because my focus is on the person that I'm holding up. Um, So it's like anytime we come off of a stage, especially something as large as that Las Vegas one, my first question was, did everything go well? Um, and coming off of that stage, everyone said everything went well. Um, but I've also noticed like people will critique, critique themselves the hardest sure. right after they come off of the stage. I could have hit this sharper. Um, I, I could have done this different. And so hearing that and then at the end of the night, hearing that we became national champions, it just it felt really good. Erica, what was that moment like when when you is it announced in front of everybody? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, after the last team competes, we all get into almost like this mosh pit, like at a concert. Like we all <laughs> all teams are just huddled right to the very end end of the stage, and we all just they usually do like a little hype ceremony. So like. Uh, we compete with jams, and so the jams instructors will throw out little jams bracelets. They'll throw out little, um, like, glow sticks, little batons, things like that, just to, like, hype up the crowd. They'll show off some of their stunting as well. Um, and then you just kind of wait there. And they start the announcing, and uh, this year they were like, oh, who should we start with, who should we start with? And uh, our group, Cascade, we were, like, right at the very front of the stage, and so I think they might have heard us yell, like, start with our category or whatever. And they did, and then just hearing them say that we won first place, it was just, oh, it was awesome. You kind of just are there in shock, but then also the instructors are telling you to get on the stage right away, but it's it's a phenomenal feeling. I can imagine. So now you're a senior. Yeah. You know, 
Uh, remind me again, VV Junior, yeah. Max. Junior. So okay, the two of you are back next year. So we, we should mention too, Erica is. We're going to name Erica because she is our senior here. She is our January Russell Hill Female Student Athlete of the Month. So congratulations on that. Thank you. So we get a sweatshirt here for that. So we appreciate that. So you get to go out a champion. Do you, are you going to cheer in college? Is that what's the plan for you in the future? Um, I don't know about cheering in college officially. Uh, so far, I think I'm going to go to Western Washington University and study uh, communication sciences. Uh, but also UW uh, acceptances come out March 1st through the 15th. So I'm also kind of checking the mail every day, checking sure. my email every day to see if I um, get in there. So if I get into UW, then I'm hoping to go there. But if not, no worries. I'll head up to Bellingham and go to Western. And, and Coach, we should mention, you're already planning for next year. When I reached out to you last night, you were uh, – you you were you told me you were slinging hot dogs. So t- absolutely. So you you're uh, you and the team. I would have met. Do the seniors still help with this? By the way, the Are seniors they? hang up their hot dog tongue. Like they're <laughs> done with the hot dogs. Um, but even just this weekend, I spent 19 hours in a concession stand um, with a rotating well, group of cheerleaders, um, and we're raising money to go to nationals next year. It's expensive, um, and multiple kids. Max didn't pay a dime. For his trip, he was able to He's, do it. He has a big smile on his face as you <laughs> yeah. say that. Um, and then uniforms, um, cheer uniforms. And cheer has been the issue. People talk about cheer as being expensive and not accessible for everybody. Um, and so I work really hard to provide those opportunities. Um, Cascade Cheer alone, we made you know over $25,000 um, just in a course of six months um, volunteering. But we, we try to do that so that everybody can have a chance to be involved. So we should tell everybody, Angel of the Winds Arena... Section really? section one twenty, pretty much every event that's going on there. Absolutely. You're, okay, we're so there. if you're at an event, go to one twenty. Proceeds uh, from the concession stand at that particular concession stand yes. will go to Cascade Cheer, and you'll see Coach Trish and some and of the some Max of the underclassmen. There, Vivi's there a lot. Absolutely. Ma- Max, what's what's your least favorite thing about working the concession stand? Um. He um, actually <laughs> likes it. I don't know. What I so I, I like doing it. It's fun. Um. I'm normally in the back because uh, Coach Trish is the only one who can uh, open beers. Ah, so there you she, go. Okay, she's normally up. She's front. a pro at it at this point. Huh? <laughs> she's normally up front um, doing that, and I uh, I kind of help her out in the back and make sure that the hot food is up and ready because she, she's gets pretty busy opening beers. Okay, well, as I pointed out to them a little while ago, I, I'm working at those uh, those silver tips games now. So over the right. next few weeks, I'll. I'll come by Section 120 Perfect. and throw a little business your way. So, Perfect. again, uh, they're, they're slinging hot dogs. They're winning national championships. They place third at state. Cascade cheer. Uh, Vivi, Erica, Max, Trisha, thank you so much for coming in, and congratulations on the, the big champion. And, by the way, I- I'm guessing you can just give me a quick thumbs up. Las Vegas a lot better than New Jersey? Not necessarily, oh. huh? <laughs> Well, I guess it dep- Atlantic City. Where did you guys go? Atlantic City. Okay, well, we there's that. We were coming out of COVID, and so we went to New York, and then I took them to two Broadway shows. Ah, okay, never mind. We went to Ellis <laughs> Island. We were all over the place. Okay, so you were, like, oh, hanging out in Trenton the whole time or anything like that. Okay. Okay. Newark. Yeah, right. So okay. you, you made a good trip out of it. Hey, either way, where's, where's it next year? Ooh, we Not sure yet? We're trying to get ourselves to Disneyland. Okay, so they're trying to get to go. Disneyland. Go to Section 120, help them out. Cascade cheer. There you go. That very good. We're going to talk Stanwood girls basketball coming up next right here. Prep Sports Weekly on KRKO. Mike Dixon with Farmers Insurance knows that good coverage counts. Whether you're running through the defense to the end zone, finding a good position for the game-winning three-pointer, or if the neighbors need to refine their fastball. And here comes the pitch. 
Oh, sorry. Coverage is important. Call Mike Dixon to find out what coverage is best for you, and pretty soon you'll be Stixon with Dixon. That's Mike Dixon with Farmers Insurance in Old Town Mugletio. Call 425-375-0860 today because coverage counts. Glass by Lund, serving the greater Puget Sound area since 1967 with quality work, exceptional service, and fair pricing. It's their honest reputation that has placed Glass by Lund among the top-rated glass companies in the area for quality based on customer satisfaction. So the next time you're in need of window repair or replacement, shower doors, mirrors, deck railings, residential or commercial, why not call the place that has glass in their name? Glass by Lund. To schedule your free estimate, go to glassbylund.com. At KRKO, now more than ever, we all need to find a reason to smile. But I got to say, Maury, uh, you have been so good about working out. You're going in three times a week to move fitness and moving that big thing you have to push around. They have this cart, you know, with little wheels on it that right. has 400 pounds of weight on it. And wow. today I had to pull it up and down like five times. If I were you, I'd hire some college kids to move it. It's hard. It's hard, man. It's Tim Hunter morning 6 to 9 on KRKO when you can use a little smile to start your day. At Marysville Toyota, there's a better way to buy your next car. It's called One. One price, one person, one hour. Our best upfront price is clearly posted on every vehicle. It takes all the guesswork out. We'll work with you from start to finish. No awkward handoff, no finance office. One person will work with you the entire time. And once you've selected what vehicle you want and how you want to pay for it, we'll do everything possible to get you on the road and on your way home in one hour. To experience the power of One, go to MarysvilleToyota.com. That's MarysvilleToyota.com. Hi, my name is Ray. My name is Shanice. My name is Aaron. Hi, my name is Haley. Hi, my name is Brian, and I've worked in Move Fitness for one year now. When I come to work every morning, I'm excited to start the day. My favorite part about training my clients is helping them realize their full potential. The energy and the environment of this gym. I enjoy asking people, how was your workout? This is the kind of job I could do for the rest of my life. I can't think of a better place to work. Come join the movement. Join the movement. To learn more, go to MoveFitness.com. That's M-U-V-Fitness.com. Working with your own two hands to keep the industries in the Pacific Northwest moving forward. It's possible at Everett Engineering, machining and fabrication services to make new and replacement parts for all industries. Everett Engineering supports the people, keeps the Puget Sound area growing, and now we're growing too. If you've got experience as a manual machinist, CNC programmer, or you're just interested in starting a career, find employment opportunities and benefits at everettengineering.com. Equal opportunity employer. Again, everettengineering.com. Prep Sports Weekly continues here on this Monday night. Tom Blafferty along with Steve Willits. Well, we've moved out one group, moved in a whole new group. We did, and, and these these four over here are already veterans. They've been watching the whole thing go on in the windows, and looked like you guys were having a pretty good time over there, too. So the uh, Stanwood Spartans girls basketball team bringing home another trophy. They were sixth last year. They get fourth this year down at the Tacoma Dome. Joining us right now, we have in studio three seniors and their head coach, and we have a fourth senior that's on the phone right now. Let's go ahead and have them in the room here. I'll go from my left to my right. Introduce yourself and uh, yeah, 
I was going to say in the year you went to school, or you're in the school, but we already mentioned you're all seniors, so we'll start with you. Okay, I'm Tatum Brager. I'm Chloe Sanaford. I'm Grace Walker. Uh, Coach Dustin Swanson. And, and who do we have on the phone there? Um, I'm Vivian Barrett. Well, all four of you, congratulations. And by the way, these aren't just four seniors. These are four outstanding basketball players. I think, and I hope I'm not wrong on this, but I'm doing this off memory. I think all of you at some point have either been first or second team all Wesco, um, or honorable mention at the very least. So, we've, Coach, we got, we got a few ball players here. Um, outstanding basketball players, uh, big-time competitors. Um, I'm really glad we could go out on a win for their last high school game together, especially since they played so long together. But – um, there's nothing better than finishing your high school season with a win, and I'm just really glad that um, we we're, we were able to do it. Yeah, and what a cool experience. And, and, you know, Coach, you and I talked, or not you and I, Tom was part of that too. Last week we had you on the phone here, yeah. and we were talking about how you, were, you, were going in, you weren't exactly going into the Tacoma Dome with momentum. Right. Uh, unfortunately, they, they, you get a couple – the way it's set up nowadays, you play the district championship game, you tough loss to Arlington, you then – play that uh, that regional game that's for seeding purposes, really, if you're in the top eight. You lose to, like, Washington, so you're 0 for 2 going into the Dome, and yet here we are talking about a fourth-place trophy. You did what you needed to do, and maybe it's a better question for the girls since we already talked about it. Tatum, this is a team that's not used to losing. You won a lot of games this year. When you're heading down there on a two-game two losing streak, does it feel like there's a little more weight on your shoulders? I mean, what's what's the mindset as you're going down to the Dome? Um, yeah, I'd say there was definitely some weight on our shoulders, but like our group just has so much chemistry and I have, I just have a lot of trust in like our group. We just all play so well together, especially when it really matters, like that kind of stuff. It brings out the best in like everyone on the team. And, and you get a nine o'clock game to start things off. Oh, we go. Can I, you hear I me now? I did. I got it. There, there we me. go. Okay. Now we're back on. All right. You just decided you wanted to mute me all of a sudden. Well, I don't blame you sometimes. So... You get the 9 a.m. game. You, you played a lot of later games last year. What, what was that like, going down there and kicking off the entire tournament? Is it some, In some ways, is it easier because you don't have to stress and think about the game that's coming up later that day? You just to go, get to go out there and just get it over with? It definitely was easier. Our coach also had us um, doing 9 a.m. practices on Saturday, so we're used to waking up early and kicking butt. Getting acclimated, and that's kind of what you did, right? Yep. Well, well, Grace, I mean, Chloe said it so eloquently. You, you kicked some butt down there. Talk about the Linwood game. It's a team you already knew. You always think you're, when you get to the Dome, you might see a team you, you're not familiar with. You didn't have to scout very much for that game, right? And kind of jumped on them early and kind of took care of it. I mean, they, they made a nice run at the fourth quarter, but I think you had an 18-point lead at one point in the third quarter. Was it just kind of feeling like you were into the rhythm and, and things were just going down and going well? Um, yeah, honestly, I was a little nervous at the beginning because I knew that they just wanted to come and beat us because that was their first year in a while, I'm pretty sure, that they've been at state. But um, I knew we had it on them, and I knew we were going to finish strong on them. And I didn't look up the box score here, so I'm doing this off memory, but if memory serves me correctly, you guys kind of got hot from three, from the yeah. three-point line there. And I think, Tatum, you hit a few in that game, correct? Now, people always talk about how it, it, the sight lines are different in the Tacoma Dome. And, you know, you've got the big black tarp in one end, and the other end you've got neon signs and everything's flashing. And I, I know you already played there last year, so I'm, I'm guessing that helped a little bit. But how is it for you as a shooter to, to shoot at the Tacoma Dome? What's it like? Well, last year since the courts, the court side <laughs> switched or whatever, um, the backdrop was definitely better this year, I think. Like having not as much space behind the – like. Backboard, that's big for me. And 
Like last year, I remember shooting on the left wing. If you shot on the left wing, you would look directly into the stadium lights. And so that would always screw me up a little bit. But this year, I, I think everyone was locked in and it didn't phase us at all. Yeah, you, you get locked in there, you win that game, you then lose to Meade, which puts you into the consolation bracket. Then the Lakeside game happens. Yeah. And, and coach, if you lose to Lakeside, you go home Friday night and you don't get a trophy at all. You got to win that game. You're down by one. I don't know, coach. You tell me where we should where should we start on this conversation because we've got Viv on the phone. Was was it a last second shot or were there two seconds left when um, she made it? They, uh, it, it was last second. The buzzer went off. There were zeros, and uh, the officials said that uh, Lakeside had called timeout, so they put one point four back on. And actually, someone had said at the table that Lakeside was out of timeouts. You know, there's a lot of official score people, you know, scorekeepers there. Mm-hmm. And I, I heard it, and it seemed right because they took a lot early. So when that went in, the buzzer went. It, we all had that feeling, and we all stormed the floor. The girls did, and we had it feeling like we had just won the game. So when they put 1.4 back on there, the girls did a great job of just locking back in and and finishing that play because we've saw. We saw the at the dome, you know, the Ava Schmidt shot, the East Lake deal. Yeah, we did. Anything, <laughs> and I can remember a couple years back, Annie Wright had one on Kings. Mm-hmm. You know, and saw Half that court, one. yeah. So those things are possible, and they happen at state. So, but the girls just locked right in, and and actually did a really good job defending. Even though she got a decent look, Chloe was right there, no foul, hands up, and somehow they got three dribbles with 1.4 seconds to go, but um, they caught it near the free throw line. It was really well done. The girls did a great job and got away with the win, but um, yeah, Viv, Viv hit that, you know, and um, well, talk, we, we might yeah, want to ask. Yeah, talk to us about the offensive play before we ask Viv about it. What did you call in the huddle, obviously? Uh, uh, boy, it almost got, I almost got us messed up because we had a hard time getting it in. I didn't account for that with the play design, but um, Grace went away from the ball, came back, got in. We were trying to get a cross screen looking for an option. Hey, maybe if they don't cover it, well, they had two on her there. So Ava, our point guard, inbounded to Grace. Grace gave a little dribble handoff back to Ava. And so Viv was going to come around again and see if on that side. And if it wasn't there, we were going to swing it to Ella. Um, and then she was going to drive the lane and hopefully something to the basket, maybe a foul, or if someone came off to her, dump off to Viv. And then we had Chloe, you know, down in the corner. So multiple options. I didn't want to just say, do only this because if they defend it different than we expect, we wanted a few options and we had 10 seconds and it took, you know, about nine of them to get in. And um, when Grace or when Ella drove baseline, I was thinking she's going to get boxed in. There wasn't a lot of space. She made a really nice pass. I don't know how I still have watched it. I don't know how it got through, but Viv caught it and just hit that fade away. And I mean, as soon as she released it, I, I felt like it was going in. Well, Viv, it doesn't get much bigger than, than that in, in a moment where you get to hit a game winner at the Tacoma Dome, essentially to guarantee your team a trophy. So what was that moment like for you? Um, it was crazy. At first, I honestly didn't think it was going in. I just knew we had to get the shot fired up because like, we only had so much time left. And like once it went in, it didn't register. I even made it for a moment because I was getting ready to go back on defense. And then, like, once I realized it went in, I was, like, everyone got excited. And it was, like, a loser-out game. So we needed that one to keep playing. And you, and you got it. So, yeah. And that, that takes you to the, uh, the, the Lincoln game. Now, this is what I'm curious about because I've heard, heard people talk about this over the years. And so the way that it works for people that don't know. So now you're playing on Saturday morning. You're playing Lincoln High School. If you win the game, you get a fourth-place state trophy. 
If you lose, you get a sixth place trophy. And, and Coach, you weren't with the team last year. This is your first year, right. so right. probably a better question for the girls. But last year you played in that game and you lost. And people say, well, it's a trophy either way. Does it really matter? I've got to think, and especially as seniors, it matters, right? I mean, Tatum, you didn't want to take another sixth-place trophy home, did you? What, what was it like waking up that morning knowing that, yeah, there's probably not going to be a big crowd. It's Saturday. It's really early. A lot of the dome is cleared out. But you got to get it up to play a, a one last basketball game to end your high school career. Yeah, I think everyone wanted to end, obviously, like our whole career off with a win. And we've all played together for so long. I think we all just played like it was our last game because it was. So, yeah. And, and Chloe, did it mean more for you to get that fourth place over the, a sixth place? Chloe's got the giggles over here, so we might have to. Should, should we ask Grace the question away? Uh, no, it meant a lot to get that fourth place over that sixth. I mean, we already got the sixth place. We know what it's like, and it would have been nice to have a fourth place uh, trophy in our trophy box, and we got it. So that was great. Yeah. And Grace, I asked you guys this earlier too, but I'm going to ask it again. You, and one of, one of my favorite, by the way, basketball moments of the year. So we were broadcasting the district championship game. You lost to, to Arlington in that game. Uh, Grace, you had a phenomenal game in that one, by the way, and everybody's shaking their head yes. I think you had like 22 points or something like that. Uh, you went over, and while the Ar the Arlington girls and Coach Marsh and them were celebrating, I saw you went over and you had a moment with Coach Joe Marsh, the head coach at Arlington. Obviously, you know, it, it's a rivalry, but it, uh, it's a friendly rivalry at that. At least there's elements of it. Uh, tell me a little bit about what went on in that moment because I've got a follow-up Arlington question for you after that. So what were you guys talking about? Well... If I'm going to be honest, my mom, the first time we played them, my mom was like, when you play them in, at the district game, I'll give you 10 bucks if you go hug Marsh at the end of the game. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, bet. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I, went, I went up to him and I hugged him, and he told me that I'm just an amazing basketball player and that I'm going to have a great career and that he loved me. Does that mean more coming from a, a, a rival coach? I mean, obviously that shows respect and. Yeah. Um. Before like before the game, our first game, he would be like, "Hey, good luck." Or like if I would see him at three on three, he would like watch my games and like tell me good luck too. So yeah. Okay, so here's the follow up question. So you you defeat Lincoln, so you got that fourth place trophy in hand. Arlington plays right after you. They're playing Meade. If Arlington wins, they get a third-place trophy, bigger than the fourth. If they lose to Meade, they can get a fifth-place trophy, and you you guys have the highest West Coast trophy for the season. Who are you rooting for? Um, I was rooting for Meade. <laughs> There's bragging rights on the line there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you got, you got to do what you got to do. So speaking of that Arlington game, too, I did want to ask you guys this because I, I wondered even at the time how that would factor into the Tacoma Dome, and here we are. You fell behind in that game. I think it was 25-7 at the end of the first quarter. Yeah. I think Jenna Villa just kind of ridiculously went off and 18 points. And at that point, we're all sitting there going, well, that's kind of a waste of an evening here. This isn't going to be much of a game. You got within three. I, th I yeah. think it was – we, we were within three a few times in the fourth. Yeah, in the fourth yeah. quarter. And you made it – I mean, you didn't just make it respectable. You made a game out of it. I, I've got to think on some level there's, there's a, a building block opportunity there. Kind of remind yourself at that point – Coach, how important was it? Because if you get blown out of that game by 30 or 40, maybe we're not sitting here talking about a fourth-place trophy. No. Well, that game, um, you know, we want to win every game. And we play them, you know, for that. But kind of one focus we always have is to get better and things like that. But 
what that game just showed the heart of these girls because we got down big early 25-7, but we came back. It was it was four in the second quarter. We got all the way back to four. They went on another run to like a minute 13 in the second. Now we're in the locker room down, I think, like 13 or whatever it was. So we had fought so hard and got right there, and then, bam, now we're down big again. And, and a group of girls that we're not down at halftime usually. Like, and if we are, it's really close. So they had just fought back, like showed all their guts, and then they had that run, and now we're back in this hole again. And in the locker, I'm just looking at them, and I'm like, they, they've got it in them to make another run. And sure enough, I mean, they just showed all their guts and their will to win and got it right back to three. It was three with like five-something to go. And, they, you know, they just stretched it where we didn't have enough time to get over that hump. And I really thought that was – three quarters uh, and it was the loose balls it was the wanting it um, making any play necessary to, to make that comeback and we just didn't get over the hump you know Arlington's a good team and they hit their free throws and but the heart the girl showed um, it was emotional for me after because they just showed how much character they have and resiliency so when we got to the dome and we're playing close games you know we won three out of four in the dome because of their resiliency and their character and their togetherness. So um, that game just just showed what this group's uh, capable of. Yeah, special group indeed. So these are your four seniors. You got some building blocks though for next year. It's not like the cupboards bare, right? I mean, you this is going to be a hard group to, to replace. But oh my gosh, yeah. Um, does it mean something for for the four of you to to kind of look beyond what's coming next year and knowing that there's going to still be a legacy to build on and maybe some of these girls can kind of move forward with it and. Is it something you've maybe talked about with any of the girls? Um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the younger girls um, stepped up and they played some big roles, so I don't think they're going to have a problem next year. There's some younger girls that stepped up as leaders this year, and I think it'll carry them a long way. So, so we know Viv's going to Hawaii. We've already talked to her about that earlier. Uh, a couple months ago we had you on the show. Uh, and, and Viv, everything going well in terms of on uh, – on pace to, to get everything done. Are you going to graduate in June and then head over the summer? What's your plan? Um, I'm planning on heading over earlier on in June. We haven't got the exact dates yet, but um, we're getting pretty excited about it. I, I don't blame you one bit. That's that's very exciting news. Let's go around here and find out from the, the rest of you where where you're off to next. So, Tatum, what's, what's in the future for you? I'm going to play basketball at Lewis Clark State um, College in Lewis and Idaho. Okay. What was it about the Lewis, Lewis Clark State? Um, well, my dad played there, so I already had kind of like a feeling it was going to be a right fit, and the coaches and the girls were all just incredibly welcoming, so it just fit right in. So were you one of those five or six-year-olds that had Lewis Clark State gear on or around the house? Or? <laughs> no, 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 I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so a happy moment for dad then. Yes, yes. Chloe, what about you? Um, I'm going down to Butte, Montana to play at Montana Tech. Very cool. And Grace? Um, I'm just going to Skagit Community College. I like how I'm just going to Skagit Community College. That, that's that's not there's some good ball played there. Yeah. Well, and again, I, I can't say it enough. I mean, we didn't really get a chance to go around the room as much here, but uh, Viv, for, we already know what what she's been capable of doing. But the three of you, you each, have, and that's the cool thing about this team too, Coach. I mean, each one of them, it feels like brings a little something different to the game. You you're a well-rounded team. I mean, it's not like you have three players that are all kind of one-dimensional and all do the same thing. They they all do something a little different. And that's kind of what makes this team special, isn't it? It it really was. It really was. And you know, it's like a puzzle and fitting it. it you know, they're all a, a piece of the puzzle and they all fit really well together. And 
Uh, the one thing they all do well, like that defensive end and that resiliency and you know the competitiveness, um, whatever special skills they all kind of bring to the table, that common denominator um, kept us connected and you know really carried us to be able to have the highest place finish in the school's history. So it was um, it would be tough to replace. You know you don't really replace, right? You just you just move on to the next group. But they did a great job of setting the tone kind of showing the way, you know, how to practice hard and, you know, be competitive and take things serious, but still have fun. And, you know, we've got a good group, um, younger players and all that stuff. And we hope to continue and build on, on this success, but these girls laid the foundation. So it's, um, hopefully many years to come with a lot of good runs, but it's, we'll kind of always look back to, you know, for me, first year coach here, I'll kind of always look back to this group and I'll probably be talking about them. 10, 15 years from now, and one of them might say, I need to get a cookie jar and put a dollar in there every time I talk about Chloe on defense or something like that. So um, just a special group of kids, and I'm really glad you um, had us in because oh. it's, it's a lot of fun. Our pleasure. Okay, let's end it on this note here. I'm going to have each each of you, each of the four players, give me one or two sentences. Favorite moment being a part of the Stanwood basketball team. Can't mention something that happened on the court. You have to mention just kind of a memory that you'll take with you maybe for the rest of your lives. Vivian, I'm going to start with you. Um, I think my favorite moment is like we secured our spot for uh, the fourth place game and we beat Lakeside and then we all went downstairs in the hotel room and we were watching the Lake Washington versus Arlington game and I just had a lot of fun hanging out with the team and just watching that game. Very nice. Tatum, how about you? Um, I don't really feel like it's a specific moment, but I just felt like anytime we are together as a team Chloe and Grace are like the biggest jokesters and just make everything so fun so fun so funny <laughs> Chloe no pressure there now that we've mentioned you're, you're kind of a jokester so uh what, what was your favorite moment um or moment down to this uh camp where was it at the camp we went to basketball camp Oh, oh, uh, Wilbur. Wilbur. It Wilbur, was like the Washington. Of Wilbur, Washington. It was. We were uh, playing against a bunch of bunch of like one B, one A schools, and I think we just had, or personally me, I had the funnest time of my life with these girls. It was so fun. I feel like we bonded a lot and we got closer. I have to look at Wilbur as soon as we're done here. <laughs> and okay, Grace, what about you? Um, I don't really have a like a specific favorite memory. I think just like growing together over the years and everything was just like special i guess coach that's pretty pretty neat i mean the fact that you were able to do this and obviously there's been a lot of change at that's that school and that program yeah. for the last few years so to come in here and to keep it all together and get a fourth place trophy nice way to end the season isn't it incredibly special um just the moment when um the girls took the took the center center of the court and they had the trophy just the joy that all the girls had in that moment, um, it was really, really cool. Oh, indeed. So the Stanwood Spartans, again, fourth place for the Washington State girls 3A basketball classification. Congratulations to all five of you, the four seniors on this team. Uh, again, uh, Vivian, Tatum, Chloe, Grace, Coach, thanks for your time tonight. And uh, continued success. We've got four girls here that are all going to play college basketball. That says a lot, too. So best wishes to all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank thanks. you. There you go. Thank you very much to the Stanwood folks, and we will come back and we'll wrap up winter sports, and we'll talk to the two guys from the Everett Herald, and we'll do that coming up next right here on Prep Sports Weekly.
The first impression is the most important, so trust your first impression to Screen Printing Northwest. Get your logo embroidered on a shirt or hat. Make a statement with custom screen printed shirts and hoodies for your business, school, or event. And relax knowing that your first impression is in the hands of the area's experts for a quarter century. Screen Printing Northwest in downtown Everett. Online at ScreenPrintingNW.com. That's ScreenPrintingNW.com. Tired of doing battle in the kitchen every night? Time to surrender and take the family to the Buzz Inn Steakhouse. The Buzz Inn is open for indoor dining with mouth-watering hand-cut Angus steaks, chicken, seafood, burgers, sandwiches, and all-day breakfast. Relax while a Buzz Inn takes on the hazardous cleanup duty. And with nine locations, there's a Buzz Inn near you. Check out the menu ahead of time at buzzinsteakhouse.com. Dine in or take out the Buzz Inn Steakhouse, where you always get a great deal on a great meal. Why are interscholastic sports called the last classroom of the day? Because they teach students important life lessons like teamwork, accountability, and perseverance. School sports are so much more than a game. They're about developing the whole person. That's why they're an essential part of every student's education. Encourage your student to participate in the last classroom of the day. Interscholastic sports in Washington. This message presented by the WIAA and the Washington Secondary School Athletic Administrators Association. Building communities. That's a specialty of Smoky Point Concrete, and they're looking for some new people who share their vision. Smoky Point Concrete and Skagit ReadyMix are hiring CDL drivers and non-drivers to grow the business and continue a proud tradition. Contact Smoky Point Concrete for more information. Growing a team, building a community. Smoky Point Concrete, an equal opportunity employer. Contact Smoky Point Concrete for more information. Get your game on at David Buster's at the Ellwood Mall in Linwood. Maximize your game time at David Buster's, where they have gaming, sports watching, and food and drink that truly is worth getting off the couch for. Award-winning food and drink. Their 50-foot well wall TV ensures that every seat is the best seat in the house. And grab your power card and hit the Million Dollar Midway for the best lineup of VR, arcade, and tabletop gaming. So get your game on, indeed, with more ding, ding, ding at David Buster's at the Ellwood Mall in Linwood. Snohomish PUD has been energizing life in our communities for over 70 years. That's why your PUD is a proud supporter of broadcasting Western Conference High School athletics in our community. Congratulations to our local student-athletes for excelling in sports and academics. Your PUD offers several ways to help you save energy and lower your bill. The PUD offers instant rebates on energy-saving home improvements and special low prices on efficient home products. Check out snopud.com or visit marketplace.snopud.com for ways to save. Justice is easy if you know what to do. Call 800-LAW-0842. The law offices of Russell and Hill are proud sponsors of the KRKO Prep Sports Student Athlete of the Month. These student athletes have demonstrated excellence on the field of play and in the classroom. Russell and Hill believes in being part of your community and salutes those who give the extra effort Russell and Hill will fight for you. Call 800-LAW-0842.
When you need to get a screwdriver fast for that one weird screw, Ace is the place. When you want to get that luxury riding lawnmower you've been researching for months, Ace is the place. And for everything in between, Ace is the place. Ace Hardware is where convenience meets quality. And when you shop at the Ace Hardware in Lake Stevens, you're shopping at an Eaglestad Ace Hardware, locally owned by Christine Eaglestad. She lives here. Her kids went to school here. She's dedicated to the Lake Stevens community. So the next time you find a weird screw, or when it's time to get that riding mower, stop in to your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware in Lake Stevens. It's Prep Sports Weekly here on this Monday night. Tom Lafferty along with Steve Willits. Boy, we've been pushing them through here. We have. We've got, and we've got two more to go here. There you go. One segment, two guests, one for the first time, by the way. So we talk with the, the folks from the Everett Herald. The, Let's uh, do it. These guys have been working their tails off, by the way, not just uh, not just in the last couple of weeks, but especially in the last couple of weeks, but really all season long. Uh, joining us right now, they're two prep sports writers, Zach Harris. And uh, for the first time ever, we have with us, let's see if I can get it right here, Evan Weederspoon. Guys, how are you tonight? Uh, doing good, doing good. Appreciate that. Hey, uh, on the pronouncing. No, absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure, uh, yeah, it wouldn't be the first time somebody's messed that one up, right? Well, no, first, it wouldn't be. <laughs> well, first of all, Evan, I guess we should we should give you your uh, your proper opportunity here to introduce yourself. So, fairly new to the Everett Herald, yet you're uh, you're not new to the area, right? You're you're a West Coast guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, familiar with the area. Um, yeah, no, I mean, uh, since I started there, um, you know, I, I've started at Linwood High School, graduated in 2014. So, uh, I started sports writing and kind of getting into the prep scene over in Idaho. And, uh, we covered some small 2A Washington schools over there when I started and, uh, found my way back over here and ended up getting that Evergarrett Herald gig. And it's been, yeah, pretty, pretty awesome to cover the West Coast League in the last couple months or so. Well, congratulations! I, I guess uh, so. And right away, they put you to work here for your your winter postseason sports. You got you had swimming, I think, a couple weeks ago, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I think swimming was uh, three weekends ago or so, and uh, yeah, they had me out at the at the tournament scene as well. And then Tacoma Dome this weekend. Well, let's talk a little bit about the Tacoma Dome first. And Zach, uh, you're you're an old pro at this now. Uh, you, you know your way around the dome. And plus, we should mention you were at Matt Classic the week before or a couple weeks ago now. Uh, what were the expectations going into the Tacoma Dome, and did uh, did some of those ex- expectations uh, hold true? Yeah, you know, I think uh, probably the, you know the biggest expectation going into the Tacoma Dome was um, you know just our three A girls teams uh, doing well down there, which you know which you know did happen, uh, maybe not to the point we thought you know was possible, but you know two teams taking home state trophies there, uh, Stanwood and Arlington. Um, and then, you know, the Meadowdale Meadow girls won a game down there. Um, you know, Everett was incredibly competitive in their matchup with Lincoln. That was a two-point game. Um, and, you know, Linwood and Stanwood, you know, Linwood was just there for one game. But, you know, they looked good. I mean, they were hitting a ton of threes there. They just faced a Stanwood team that was hitting even more. Now, Evan, is this your first uh, first time covering games in the Tacoma Dome, I would take it? Uh, yeah, no, I've uh, been been there several times for you know like personal pleasure, but uh, that's the first time being on the on the front row there, definitely. D- did you have a favorite moment over the week? Oh man, it's that's that's tough to say. I'd say, um, uh, I mean, 
when Shorecrest knocked off uh, Rainier Beach on a really late night game, the 9 p.m. Uh, closer on Wednesday, that was a pretty good moment for sure. And then, you know, uh, that they didn't make it there, but that O'Day and Maui Terrace boys matchup was a, a fun one as well. I, those two really stood out. Well, I'm glad you guys. I'm glad you mentioned those two games in particular because so often we always hear about how well. Yeah, Wesco does fine and everything, but once they get to play the Metro schools, they really can't compete with them. I, I got to admit, I was at home watching that Shorecrest game. It was like eleven o'clock at night when it got when it concluded, and there was something about a Wesco team spanking Rainier Beach that I I didn't mind. It, it was kind of nice, and I, I've got to think that a lot of other people were having that, that same feeling watching that scoreboard. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think it, it was a a pretty close game around uh, the midway point. I mean, Shortcrest had a little lead, but, uh, you know, they, they came out in that third quarter and just and just blew the doors off offensively. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was a fun matchup because Rainier Beach has got a lot of, you know, athletes, perimeter defenders, but, you know, it kind of worked well in, in Shortcrest's favor at the end of the day because I feel like they had a little size on them and, you know, scoring ability across the board. Oh, definitely. Well, let's talk a little bit about some of the other sports you guys have been working on, and one that we we definitely need to spend a little more time with here on Prep Sports Weekly, and make sure that we do that in the next couple of weeks here. And Zach, we touched upon it very briefly. I think it was last week or the week before it was mentioned on the show. We had five state champions at at Matt Classic this year. Champ wrestlers from Snohomish County who won state championships this year. That's kind of a big deal. Yeah, no, definitely. It was it was a pretty strong showing from Snohomish County. I mean, we had, you know, Olivia White uh, winning a big one, you know, becoming the first uh, girl from Snohomish County to ever win three state titles. And, you know, I think that if it weren't for the COVID year, we could probably be talking about four right now for her. Um, and, you know, Kiri and Baldwin from Glacier Peak, you know, enough, uh, who can actually end up tying Olivia next year. Uh, she's only a junior. Uh, she won her second state title. Um and then on the boys' side, uh, you know, Connor Aney won a, a state title for Glacier Peak at 285 pounds. He's just a sophomore. Um, he was a freshman and made the title match uh, the year before. And you, you don't see many guys uh, that are younger reaching title matches at that at the heavyweight weight class there. So that was pretty impressive. Uh, Hunter Kibido from Shorewood won one at 220. And, you know, he was kind of the favorite going in and just kind of took care of business. Um, so, um, I think he had been to the title match the the year before and, and finished as a runner up. Um, so he got a little a little chance to get a little vengeance from being so close the year before. Um, and then maybe the most impressive one of of the day was Arlington's Trey Haynes uh, winning a 138 pound title in 3A um, as just a freshman, um, and he beat a guy in the semifinals that had won two state champions. Uh, was a member of the Tacoma News Tribune's Untouchables list. Um, I remember. All of their reporters were shocked when they heard that he had lost to the to, to Trey Haynes from Arlington in the semis, um, and then he went on to beat a kid that had was a runner-up the year before in the finals. So that was a pretty pretty impressive feat to see. I can imagine. And what now? Are we starting to feel like it's more like the old days again? There for Matt Classic, obviously it went away for a period of time there with with COVID and everything. Does it does it feel like the 2019-2018 uh, versions of that again? You know. Last year was actually my first Matt Classic that I covered. So I only have post-COVID uh, Matt Classic memories. So I couldn't really tell you if it, if it was the same as before. But, it, you know, it was a little different this year uh, because 
the girls were split up into two tournaments. They had the 3A and 4A as one, and then uh, 2A, 1B, 2B, 2A, 1A, 2B, and 1B as the other. So it was the first time in state history that we had two separate girls' tournaments. So instead of six going on there all at once, there were seven. So I think that just kind of you know adds to the to the chaos a little bit down there. It speaks to the growth of the sport on, on the girls' end, and hey, it's a nice problem to have. They might have to keep breaking that up even more so as we, we have more female athletes coming into the sport. So ni- nicely done there. And, and then, Evan, for you, you covered swimming. So tell us a little bit about that. I know from talking to Herald reporters previously that that can be a long day down there, but it's also an exciting day. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I was out there um, at the King, King County Aquatic Center. Uh, it was it was a good time. Uh, definitely a long day, like you said. But you know, I had never uh, covered a big swim meet like that in, in my career, so it was a good it was a good uh, a good mix to have, and it was just a good flow, of good events. Um, you know, there was a, a a good batch of West Coast kids there, so uh, it was yeah, it was it was kind of fun to keep them keep up with all of them. Yeah, unfortunately, we didn't get the uh, the state. Uh, champions the way we have in years past and we got kind of spoiled here over the last few years but nonetheless some great stories and some uh some interesting storylines to follow along when you were down there uh yeah so um the i mean i'd i'd say the short crest group uh came in there with a, a pretty a pretty wide array of of swimmers uh, i think sean Neal's their senior took home four four top top seven finishes off the top of my head i think yeah, yeah he had four medals and then, you know, the Lake Stevens crew brought a bunch of swimmers down there, too. Uh, I think uh, overall that, that team performed a little bit better in district, but, you know, they had some play, some placers. And uh, Cam Blevins Moore, uh, just a sophomore, I think he's a, a name to watch uh, swimming coming up next year. And then, uh, you know, Jackson had a, had a good group. Uh, they had a nice little pairing of um, – Ethan Chen Parks and uh, Ethan Georgiev. I think I'm saying that right, but both of them are juniors and they placed in the in the relay. I think it was fourth. And then that sophomore from uh, Archbishop Archbishop Murphy, Evan Wold. Uh, yeah, I think he was the only sophomore in in the water on both of his swims, and and he placed there too. So that's another name to keep an eye out on. So busy times for you guys with, with swimming, wrestling, basketball. It, it's all concluded now. You get to catch your breath momentarily, and now we head into the spring sports season. So uh, before we do that, though, Zach, I did want to mention, you guys had a really cool thing running the paper. I think it was this past weekend where the, the all Wesco teams, right? Yeah, yeah. In yeah, print. Have, yeah, the all Wesco teams. Man, I, you know, I don't remember exactly what day it ran, but, yeah, they ran uh, last week in print, and, you know, that's – uh, you know, chosen by the league's coaches. That was, you know, all winter sports. Um, that's all up on the on our website right now, heraldnet.com. Um, and then, you know, we still have to come for winter sports, um, our all-area boys and girls basketball teams, and that's something we kind of just are kind of just starting on now. So we'll have that, you know, coming out here in the next couple weeks. Okay, that was going to be my next question. Yeah, so f- folks can kind of watch for that and keep an eye out eye open that'll come out soon here now what does the uh the next few weeks look like for you guys are we starting to look at baseball softball previews i know we've got track we've got golf everything else what what are we doing next yeah you know it's you're you're gonna see us kind of transition into some spring stuff you know some previews for some sports uh you know we'll be looking of course to get into some 
some feature stories, you know, for, you know, across the board, you know, hopefully be able to touch on, you know, a little bit of everything uh, throughout the season. And, uh, you know, you know, bar- barring, you know, weather, you might see us out at some, some games soon. Um, but, you know, the, those first couple weeks of uh, baseball and softball can be pretty tough for uh, games going off like they're supposed to with the weather around here. <laughs> we know all too well. Yeah. Well, hey, again, uh, Evan, congratulations on, on getting the, the job over at the Herald. And uh, I, I've said it before, I'll say it again. We, we appreciate immensely how much you guys put time and effort into what you do to cover the local athletes. And I know it's it's something we don't don't see as much of as we used to sometimes these days, but the world is changing, the economy and whatever. But you guys still uh, put forth that effort, and I, I hear it all the time from coaches and parents and, and administrators how much they appreciate that the fact that you guys are still doing that and doing such a masterful job of covering our area. So thank you both for, for everything you've done. And, again, want to remind people, heraldnet.com, if you haven't already – you need to subscribe. It's not that much, people. Uh, you can get your sports reports each and every night. They'll always have the results there uh, throughout the course of the, the baseball season, the tennis season, track and field. You can go there in the evenings and get the, the nightly reports and find out who did what that day. And, uh, guys, thank you uh, for your time tonight. Yeah, thanks for having Thank you. you bet. There we go. The guys from the Everett Herald. Yeah. I, I, I go there on there every single I, night. I was going to say me, me too. I mean, kind of a <laughs> – yeah, something I do either right before bed or first thing in the morning and always checking out, okay, who did what? And looking at – not only just seeing the scores, but looking for the names and seeing who you know who had a good pitching performance or who hit the home runs in the game. And, yeah, it, like I said, I mean, it was – when I was in high school, it was a big deal to see names out there, the, your, your teammates or yourself or whoever it might be. And the fact that they're still able to provide that service is huge. So Well, and – And people need to, need to support it, though. And it's not going to be in print. That ship has sailed, folks. Yeah. It's going to be online. That's just the way things are now. <laughs> yeah, and I think most most people, I'd like to think, are starting to get that. I think my, so. My 77-year-old father, you know, he still wants he still wants his paper in the morning. I but. know. I've got, I've got friends that, yeah. that way, too. So let's tell you that today's show brought to you by the Lake Stevens Ace Hardware Store, Glass by Lund, Snohomish County PUD, Dave & Buster's, Everett Engineering, Marysville Toyota, Most Steer Clear from the Washington State Traffic Safety Commission, Smoky Point Concrete, the Buzz-In Steakhouse, Community Transit, the Law Office of Russell and Hill, Mike Dixon, Farmers Insurance, Screen Printing Northwest, and by Move Fitness. And who did we have on the show tonight, Steve? During segment number one, they're still out in the hallway. I can they're hanging out. I'm waving at two of them as we speak. The Cascade High School National Championship Cheer Squad. We had head coach Trish Roberts and three of the members of the cheer team. Better make sure I get this right now because they're right in front of me. Vivi McCoy, Max London, and Erica DePew. Erica, by the way, our Russell Hill female student athlete of the month for January. We're catching up a little bit mm-hmm. for her efforts in helping that team with their national championship. Segment number two, we talked a little Stanwood girls basketball. Fourth place trophy. That's going to look nice in that, that trophy case there. Head coach Dustin Swanson and four seniors, all four of which are going on to play college basketball, by yeah. the way. So Tatum Bragger, Chloe Sandiford, Grace Walker and Viv Barrett. Her name is Viv. Her name is Viv. Yep, Joe Martian, <laughs> famous interview. And then uh, that final segment there, we just talked to members of the Everett Herald, sports writers Zach Harith and Evan Widerspoon. 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 I knew I was going to do that. <laughs> Pretty close. I, I had to scramble it down and put it on my, my sheet of paper there, and I still messed it up. And all we got now is Ever Silvertips. We're done with broadcasts, so nothing to uh, push 
first time well, since we're uh, August. Pu- we're going to push Prep Sports Weekly. Prep Sports week. Weekly. The word back every next Monday through uh, through the end of the school year, right? We're here next week, seven o'clock. For Let's Steve Willis, I'm Tom Lafferty. Good night from Everett. KRKO Everett, K two three seven GN AM thirteen eighty and FM ninety five three. Your music, James Taylor, Chicago Beatles, Huey Lewis. Now more of Everett's greatest hits. KRKO.
Human League. Don't you want me? 